You're listening to the Up North Pewcast. Whoa, I smell barbecue. If it's about barbecue in the Upper Midwest, we're talking about it. All right, well, Chef Neil Meyer and Curtis Rogers are with us today. We have a four-person roundtable. How are you guys doing? How's, how's it going today? Really good. Yeah, wonderful. Uh, perfect weather for smoking today. So It is. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Uh, Neil, could you just tell us about you a little bit? I know we, we interviewed both of you for podcasts, but can you tell us about what you do again? Absolutely. Uh, so I do... Um, I have a meal prep business. Uh, we're focusing on healthy meals, uh, low in sodium, gluten-free, dairy-free, no added sugar. Uh, that's been going great. I also do uh, you know private chef events, catering. Um, so stay you know busy, especially now throughout the season, with those as well. Great. Yeah, your your uh, Instagram pages and your Facebook stuff. Um, you have a good following as well. So it's great to see you're growing your business. And Curtis, yeah, for your Curtis, tell us about your background, your backyard galley kitchen. Yeah, so I'm just uh, the neighborhood backyard barbecue guy, uh, cooking for my family since they come home on Sunday nights. And uh, I'm cooking everything. Neil isn't. Mine are uh, definitely not low sodium or low fat. Uh, <laughs> they are full of dairy. They're full of sugar and spices and everything fattening. So we have two two extremes here today. Right? <laughs> well, Tori has said before that he doesn't think of healthy stuff when when you do barbecue, right? So, uh, but Neil can do it. He Absolutely. does it for sure. Yeah, he does. Well, um, this episode we're gonna with the roundtable. We're gonna talk about uh, holiday meals and what your favorite holiday meal is to make and get different perspectives from each of us. Um, Neil, tell us, what's your specialty? What do you like to, to do for for the holidays? For the holidays, yeah. Um, so honestly, I really love to do charcuterie boards, um, oh. you know, where you're taking like either the, the smoked or the cured meats and you're adding them with the cheeses. Cheeses can either be smoked or, um, you know, just regular. And then uh, combining that onto a platter with, you know, your dried fruits, your nuts, your berries, um, I just think that to me in itself is just an amazing meal. Um, so I love to do something like that for, uh, say, a family get-together like on Christmas. Um, <clears throat> but since, you know, next week's Thanksgiving, uh, turkey, uh, uh, turkey dinner is always the, uh, the, the route to go, especially when my mom makes her, you know, homemade dressing from her homemade bread. And it's, it's just amazing. Um, you're, luck, you you're lucky. You're lucky. My mom did stovetop stuffing. <laughs> it's so easy. <laughs> she, she didn't mess around. It was, it was stovetop chicken. That's what we would have. Quick and easy. Quick and easy. How about you, Curtis? Oh, the holidays. You know, it's funny you say charcuterie board. Uh, we, my wife and I built the, our first one, uh, at Christmas last year. And, uh, yeah, just all the things you mentioned, and it it is. It's just like a grazing platter. You, mm-hmm. I could I could skip the meal and just eat off of that all night on Christmas Eve. Yeah. And uh, uh, for Thanksgiving, um, I like to do uh, a smoked turkey breast. Um, I I skin it and 
lather with mayonnaise and then do the seasonings and then put a bacon weave wrapped around it and smoke it. So again, everything unhealthy, um, mayonnaise, bacon, that's what gives the flavor, I guess. And um, that's probably my favorite thing to make for Thanksgiving. And uh, Christmas, um, as I mentioned earlier on another podcast, I love doing uh, different variations of jalapeno poppers and, and cornbread. Different flavors mixed in the cornbread as well are uh, two of my favorites. And that, that can go for any holiday. That goes with anything. Do either one of you have any uh, tips for us as far as the doing those those boards? Um, it's not something I've really done. Uh, tell you know either one of you tell us about um, what you would put on it as far as your the meats and and so on. I know you said berries. Um, I'm not really familiar with with that kind of a a meal. So if you could tell me about it. Sure, and honestly, it's it's whatever your preference is. Like what you know, what do you like? And then go from there. Um, you know, I've even done boards with, say, hummus on them mm-hmm. or vegetables, you know, and my kids love to eat, you know, raw vegetables. So, you know, I'm throwing, you know, carrot sticks or celery or pepper strips, um, you know, on them. And it's, it is what you like. And <clears throat> so, you know, there's like hard salamis, you, you know, you can go with the finer meats with the, the prosciutto or, um, you know, sopraceta ham or something like that you know it's all about what you want you know so um trying to pair things up um you know you want something like salty something sweet like when i'm doing it say i'll grab a piece of brie and then i'll grab a date and then i'll grab like a fresh berry and then you know eat that all together and um Hmm. you know it's it's, you know you got the creamy factor you got the the sugary uh, factor from the date and then the the freshness from the, the berry so um, all in all, it's it all combines well, and then um, you know, kind of like crackers. I like to do these like gluten-free seed crackers, um, which you know add the crunch and the texture um, to it as well. So, yeah, you can always add in uh, jams or preserves too. Absolutely, yeah. Especially with the crackers. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's or your soft cheeses. Yeah, and that's being here in Wisconsin. We're all about cheeses and it, mm-hmm. the. The cheeses alone are endless of the different uh, textures and firmness and age and mm-hmm. to to add to that. But yeah, the, your meats are normally going to be the salty part, and mm-hmm. then uh, the cheeses kind of balance it out, and then you can go from there with fruits and olives and nuts. And, yeah, yeah, it's about olives, yep. Interesting. Yeah. I wasn't brought up that way. For us, you go to Thanksgiving and it's a monster meal. <laughs> it's, like, it's your, it's your turkey. <laughs> exactly. That's just the snacking board. Exactly. Yeah, right? Eat and fall asleep. You, you gorge well, yourself. If you, yeah, I don't know if anyone's like seen these um, Texas charcuterie boards that they're doing now, but they're like as big as a table, and they're just laying out all the meats and everything, all the smoked meats, um, you know, cornbread, muffins. I mean, they get pretty elaborate, you know, down wow. Texas. But. Pimento cheese is big in the south on those boards too. Okay. Pimento cheese? Yeah. Okay. I love pimento cheese. Delicious. Well, um I, like I said, I I'm used to doing the big meals and and what I want to talk about a little bit is is prime rib. You guys do do your own prime ribs? I I do on my big green egg. And mm-hmm. what I've learned how to do it 
is I'll get the egg screeching hot, you know, 500 degrees. And I usually rub it down with, you can actually use a beef base on the outside, believe it or not. And mm. throw it in for about an hour. And then I just shut it, shut it off and let it come up to temp nice and slowly. Just delicious. Um, how do you guys do a prime rib? So, yeah, you're doing like a reverse um, sear almost on it, aren't you? Pretty much, yep. It does definitely sear the outside. And then, um, like I said, when I shut the vents down, it as it cools down, it's, the meat's still coming up in temp, but it doesn't mm -hmm. get too overdone. It'll still continue to cook. take it off about you know, 125 or so. Um, that's where I like to pull it. Do you guys have a recipe for prime rib that you can share? Yeah, it's uh, honestly it's like super easy just one of the really easy ones uh to do and i'll just keep my oven um anywhere from 180 to 200 and then throw the meat probe in it and and just catch it um you know when it's about 120 mm -hmm. and then pull it out and then i'll crank that oven up and then just kind of crust uh, up the outside of that and and generally i'll um you know, there's different methods where you can, you know, insert cloves of garlic into the meat and and whatnot. And uh, so I just, honestly, I just rub it down with oil and then use like my everyday blend, which is, you know, a salt pepper mixture and then um, a garden herb blend. And I've actually created my own uh, prime rib blend, um, which has like some more like rosemary into it. So. Sure. Delicious. Yeah. My, uh, my wife is the prime rib, uh, cooker in our house for the holidays we have one every christmas eve and i, I pre-ordered mine from our butcher and um you know she does such a fabulous job that i don't want to take that away from her because <laughs> i don't want to risk being the one to screw up the 60 dollars <laughs> piece of meat yeah it's not cheap is it especially these days it's uh no you know you're looking 11 dollars a pound 12 i think 13. i just paid uh, 20 a pound oof no. Yeah, maybe the uh, maybe the $12 a pound days are gone I think dollars <laughs> <laughs> a pound is a sale it is uh, I, I was in a I was in one of the grocery stores for work and they were $18.99 a pound for, for prime rib and then oh, I wow. saw it at another store uh, and it was $13.89 a pound and I thought that looked pretty good compared to almost $20 a pound mm -hmm. wow yeah well, guys, I I'll... did get the oh, prime ahead. selection too. So um, it was prime versus choice. Yeah. So I go step up. Now, here's the next question though Have you guys ever dry aged your prime? I have not. I have not. I have not. I've never yeah. even cooked a prime rib. <laughs> I would uh, try it, try it. Now's like the perfect time you guys can do it. You get your prime rib now and age it for 30 days uh, before Christmas and then cook it. <clears throat> So do you, you just get a really concentrated um, meat. Basically, a lot of that moisture will evaporate out of the meat, and then you're left with a nice like crust on that that you want to trim off uh, before you make it. But um, I, it's just like really good good bacteria. I love a it, so. dry aged steak. Um, probably a similar thing though. You're aging the whole the whole mm -hmm. loin then, right? Also, yeah. yep, yep. Wow, I have to try that. Does it? Do you yeah, lose a lot a lot of weight in it after thirty days? Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. So, so like right now, when you get the muscles um, from the store, a lot of them are they call it wet aged. So it's going to be in a bag with the juices. Yep. And so that they call that wet aging. Mm -hmm. And then so dry aging, 
um, that's where you just have the, the meat out of the wrapper um, and exposed to the air. So you can do that in, like, say, your garage fridge um, if you didn't really have anything else in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so the healthy bacteria will get on it and help to, uh, you know, flavor it. And then um, that moisture is also being drawn out of there too. So um, that's available. Um, and then, yeah, do like your whole muscles. So say if you got a whole sirloin ball, you know, you could do that and then cut it to, to size um, before you grill it. It just kind of gives it a buttery flavor, doesn't it, from what I hear? like uh... um, It's not, not really like buttery so much, but the concentration of the meat flavor is really intense. Okay. So uh, like a hollandaise or bernays sauce would definitely go really good with that, um, you know, to give it uh, more of that flavor. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Well, that's a great, a great point of view. I I never thought of dry aging a prime. I'll have to try that. Another, yeah, I'm sorry, but like another way you can also dry age something is actually in butter. You mentioned butter. So yep. say you take, take your, your piece of meat and you just submerge it in like liquid butter so you have to melt down your butter first Mm -hmm. submerge the meat and let that age in the butter itself for you know 30 60 days whatever you want to do and then yeah you'll just take it out of the butter and then you don't have to cut away any of the um you know any areas or any surfaces because nothing has been exposed to the air but that butter um would you you, just help would you use the butter later you can yeah, yeah 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 So say if you were searing your steak, you know, you just take some of that butter out to, to flavor it in the end as well. Mm. Okay. I bet that'd be good. That sounds really good. Learning stuff today, for yeah. sure. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, def- definitely one of those ways, uh, you know, you can use cow on cow kind of thing. So <laughs> For sure. Okay. Well, Curtis, um, do you, you said you do prime rev and stuff. Um, do you do any hams? Do you guys do ham? Um, I'm not a big ham guy. <laughs> um, usually we buy a spiral ham, uh, for Christmas and, and do that from local meat market here. And it's, it's very good. Uh, maybe double, you might uh, double smoke it or something. Um, yeah. Yeah. We're, we're big pork eaters, but not so much the ham. Although, uh, at Easter I did take, uh, a ham and I cooked it like, uh, a butt pork butt roast and cooked it to 202 and it was just smoked old ham and uh, everyone said this is the way you got to do ham from now on <laughs> everyone in the family wanted that instead of just your traditional basted with marmalade or orange juice or whatever you're putting on your your ham and baking it in the oven um, actually smoked it to uh, to the pull stage. That was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, not so much for the holiday. That's just yeah, that's just something we did uh, on a Sunday night. Nothing for a special holiday meal. Sure. Yeah, we'll rub it down with even just brown sugar. That's that's really good too. <laughs> mm. Sweeten it up a little bit. Um, yeah, great. I have I have a segment I'd like to do. And it should be interesting. It's uh, it's called the this or that segment. And what I'm going to do is ask both of each of you. Uh, I'm, I, it'll be this or that. So just tell us what your preference is. Um, how, how do you feel about doing that? That's, that's, that's cool. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay, guys. Um, lump or briquettes? 
Lump. Lump. Good answer. Vinegar-based barbecue or white barbecue sauce? The white's good. Yeah, I I use vinegar to kind of thin down some thicker sauces, but I love a good Alabama white sauce too. Okay, so garlic powder or granulated garlic? Powder is tough. It's a tough. <laughs> it's a tough one. I mean, I use both. Yeah, I use both <laughs> in my rub. So <laughs> I use um, I use granulated in pretty much all my rubs. So. Um, yeah, I would say powder just if I needed to have like one or the other, probably hide easier. Okay. And if you're if you're um, making something to inject, you always want to use powder instead of granules so it doesn't clog up the needle when you're injecting it. Mm-hmm. It's a good tip. Yeah, you probably want to use any minced onion, would you? <laughs> probably not. <laughs> probably, probably be a mistake. <laughs> All right. Burgers or brats? What about a brat burger? Ooh, there you go. Those are good. <laughs> Have you had them? I love yes, yeah. Wow. Oh yeah. Those are good. Um, honestly, I would do a brat any day with the Alabama sauce. There you go. Okay. Yeah, I like a good brat too. Uh, that's that's tough because I I love a good burger, but I'm gonna stuff it. It's gonna be stuffed with cheese or peppers or mushrooms or something. Um, if you're just telling me I gotta have a plain hamburger or a plain brat, I'll take the brat. But if I can doctor up my burger, I'm taking a burger. Okay. Good answer. Um, okay, super salad. Would you, your preference? I like <laughs> soup. Hard one. Yeah. yeah, now in the season, it's probably soup. So <laughs> It's getting yeah, cold. Yeah, ask out, us right? in the summer. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like a good clam chowder on Fridays. Uh, I like soup. Good stuff. Uh, brisket or pulled pork? Ooh. Oh, man, that's a tough one, but probably brisket, yeah. Any particular Yeah, brisket, just because that's something you probably don't cook as often. Mm-hmm. Pulled pork we do quite often price just because of the price point. But, yeah, brisket's more of a treat than a weekend tradition. Okay. Gotcha. All right. Seasoned salt or salt and pepper? Yeah, give me some good old Lowry's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd have to go with that too, with the seasoned salt. Get some, again, get some of that garlic flavor in there. For sure. Okay. Never go wrong with a good seasoned salt. That's for sure. Pork ribs or beef ribs? Are you doing like the Fred Flintstone ribs, you know, <laughs> like with the guy, all that chuck on there? Or... <clears throat> Pork. Yeah, I, I had some uh, Blackhawk Farms Wagyu dino beef ribs on the smoker that was the first time I'd had them like that, and that was better than any pork rib I ever had. Okay. I think if if you can get a beef rib done right, I'd rather have those. That's just me. I love pork yeah, ribs, but beef ribs, man, if you can get them nice and tender. It's brisket on a bone. It is. Yeah. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. Okay. Potato salad or coleslaw? <laughs> no <laughs> brainer. Potato salad every day. <laughs> okay. And it's got to be potato salad without a lot of sugar in it. I, I don't really care for that. But You don't like it too sweet? 
No. How about eggs? Do you put hard boiled eggs in yours? That's I do, yep. Yep. Yeah. All right, I got the last question here. It's the money question. The money question. 195 degrees or 203 degrees? And I think you guys both know what I'm referring to. Yeah. And why? 203. 203. Because it's, it's uh, gotten past its stage, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's tender. It's, it's shredding, pulling apart, falling apart. And all those juices have sucked back into the meat. I think we have a unanimous answer there. I think so. Yeah, yeah I got about, about two, 202, 203. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, spoken like true pit masters, guys. Um, <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> a, lot, a lot of fun here uh, today talking to both of you and getting some perspective on some holiday meals. Um, we hope you guys both come back again. You know, you're both very talented. And um, tell us again here, um, each of you, where our listeners can can find you on social media we'll start with you uh mr curtis uh i'm at backyard underscore galley underscore kitchen on instagram only okay and chef and then yeah you can find yeah you find me at uh chef neil's healthy meals or neil and meal is spelled the same and uh i have a facebook page and then also on instagram is at neil meyer M-E-I-E-R. Are you going to be doing Christmas meals too this year? <clears throat> um, yeah, I'm already booked up uh, with a bunch of uh, private chef uh, events, and then I have, I'm doing a couple prime rib dinners for people as well. Um, I'm debating if I want to do a, a holiday meal or not, um, just with the price of everything and, uh, you know, kind of what I'm able to get. So Yeah, you can only... I mean, you're you're a pretty busy guy, so it's like yeah. you're you got a lot going on. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Last week we had over 400 meals on Monday too, and that was a stretch. So wow, wow. It was good though, you know. For sure. Um, one thing I like to say, Tori and I would like to extend an invitation uh, to the Up North QCast audience, the listeners, to go over to our website. It's upnorthqcast.com, and you can click on the record a message feature, and you know leave us. Leave us a message. You know, tell us what your favorite holiday meal is and how to how to prepare it, um, or anything you want to talk about. We'd love to record it and then maybe play it on a future podcast. So you know, it you know, might be fun, something different. Respond to our this or that question. Yeah, for sure. This or that, lumper briquettes or potato salad or coleslaw. <laughs> uh, thank you guys. Yeah, we appreciate yeah, it was you both. Fun to be on. Yeah. Thanks for yeah, I hope on, you guys, guys have a great Thanksgiving and good holidays. So. You too. You too. So everybody get out there and smoke something. You've been listening to the Up North QCast. Putting barbecue in Minnesota on the map. The Upper Midwest should be recognized on a national level for our barbecue, and we aim to make that happen. We hope you've enjoyed the show, and we hope you've gotten some useful and practical information to make your barbecue shine. Make sure to like, rate, and review the show, and we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, try our rubs online at butterandspiceco.com. That's butterandspiceco.com. Make sure to like the Facebook page at the Up North QCast. Find out more about us and keep up at upnorthqcast.com. See you next time.